Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I am singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. Uh, my name's Kent Tonchek. Okay, and that's um, what everyone can find you on Spotify and Apple. Yeah, um, if you just check on like Instagram, on my website, on Facebook, everything, I'm the only Kentonchek in the world. <laughs> so a lot of people that have <laughs> have like, uh, I don't mean this offensively, but more popular or general sort of surnames like Smith or something like that, yeah. um, they end up having everyone trying to steal their username. But for me, Kentonchek, no one has that. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't have to worry about like identity theft. No, no, and and <laughs> plus it's a, it, it looks kind of confusing with like the S C H in the middle, but it's actually really simple, like Tonchek. Tonchek. Yeah. And where does that name come from? Is there like a oh, it, European well, background? Or? Originally, it's Prussian. Prussian. Yeah. Huh. Which uh, dissolved mostly into Germany, but it's like sort of a little bit of Poland, a little bit of Russia, and cool. you can kind of understand. You where look Prussia a little bit. From. Poland-Russian-ish. <laughs> okay? Thanks. Well, yeah, and the other side of the family is Irish, hence. Um, yeah, it's the red. Yeah, hence, hence my <laughs> slightly red-tinged hair. Yeah, no, that's cool. But, like, going into that name actually describes your looks really well as well. Um, and so what type of music have you been creating at the moment? Um, what I've been creating at the moment, I... Sounds so artsy of me, but I'm like, I don't, I don't like to box it into a little genre. Ah, but yeah, um, but I guess it would just be pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is so broad. But um, I I often start by sort of just finger picking, almost what they call Travis picking, like on the guitar, mm. mucking around, whatever. I usually like to start with my lyrics actually, and then a melody comes to me. Um, all that sort of thing, just so I don't box myself in from the start. Yeah. Um, and lyrics can then be edited easier. So if, true. If I'm not stuck on a melody and being like, no, it has to fit this line this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it almost sounds like every song almost sounds like folk, like that real chill picking sort of Songwriter. Bob Dylan sort of sound. And I'm like, oh, nice. But then, yeah, I end up mucking around with it, adding little cool synths or whatever and it ends yeah, up and sounding. the sound comes into it in production exactly yeah yeah no i i completely the same i find when i write songs starting with the melody or on the guitar yep. because i'm not an amazing guitarist like all my songs will start sounding the same because oh. I use the same <laughs> chords over and over again so um i find if i start with just the lyrics and don't necessarily have a melody in mind or if i play it on the piano I actually have like a wider range as well. Right. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's fun to experiment, try different things. I think too, like, because oftentimes I've been like, oh, I already have a song that sounds pretty much like that. I'll, I'll yeah. revisit the vibe of it and be like, maybe it's just timing. Like, yep. is it, yeah. should this be a bit more upbeat or something? And then all of a sudden it becomes a newer song. Like, it's different to the one you thought it sounded like. Yeah. Absolutely. And you end up loving it even more or something like that. 
I've had songs where I've written five songs in the space of a few months and then later on I've gone back and I've realised that they're actually just the one song. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just taken, like, the verse from this one and the chorus from this one and, like, just taken the best bits of all of it and mushed it together and, oh, it's finally, like, an actual song and but they all meant the same thing it almost sounds like it's uh like a tv show with different episodes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much um i think probably because i was processing something through that song when i was you know when i was right. writing them i was actually just processing through my yeah. songwriting and so they all kind of had the same feeling in them and then it'd yeah. be fun then to sort of like map say if it is like i don't know for me, I know I've written, like, if I've come out of a relationship or whatever, if I'd written the same kind of song over and over, I'm imagining how it would slightly change along the way and mapping, like, yeah. that with the songs. Yeah. Even if you never use them for anything else, <laughs> it would just be funny. Well, yeah, he's a, a, he's insight a into documentary your of my emotional state during exactly. <laughs> a dramatic time. That, for me, that's what it is. Like, um, my songs are a documentary of my trauma and healing (laughs) through my my entire life and that's one of the reasons I never shared my songs with anyone for a really long time Mm -hmm. um it's also one of the reasons I started this podcast because for me music saved my life it was my emotional outlet it was somewhere where I was free to create and express myself and just like in the safety of art in quotation marks yeah that I could just be whatever I wanted to and just put it under the banner of this is art. I can say whatever I want. But then as soon as you share it, you have to be vulnerable to everyone. Exactly, exactly. And then you open up yourself to um, judgment and curriculum. But I'm curious as to, like, what got you into creating music and songs? Where did it all start for you? So, uh, I mean, in school, I was never really, like, the popular kid. Um, Mm -hmm. And... I kind of really related. It was a it was a country song um, by Travis Sinclair. Yeah. Um, it was like something about like you know um, just going like hitting like rocky roads in life, mm. and was just like oh, you know sometimes it's tough but you always pull through um, mm. kind of thing. And I, I I don't know I just really related to that and. Um, I was trying to do all the smart subjects in school and get myself a really good OP and all that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do mm. at that stage, but grade eleven and twelve, I had I was allowed I had to do five of the OP subjects and I was allowed one, I guess non OP slash fun one. Yeah. And that An was music. Yeah, that was music okay. for me. Um, anyway, like I obviously was really shy to sing, but okay. I'd try and like pick along to it and like learn this song. And the song really related, like, for what I felt, mm. um, what I related to it. And then I was just like, cool, I'm going to learn it. I'm going to yeah. learn how to play it. And then I was just kind of playing it really softly in class one day and then someone came over to me who, like, usually would, like, bully me for, for that yeah. kind of thing and be like, huh. are you singing? And I was like, uh, like uh, and they were like, sing up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. It's <laughs> terrified for my life. Um, anyway, I started to be a little bit louder and she was like, oh my gosh, you can sing. Oh, I was like, that's nice. what? And anyway, yeah. so then from then on, I was just kind of like, got a little bit bolder, a little bit bolder, ended up having to perform like in front of people, like, because it was like, this is your assessment. You got to do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And yeah. was like, whatever, it's just a fun subject. I'll just do it. Mm. Ended up like, by the time I got to grade 12, um, I was like performing like sort of in little shows we'd put together for the school and stuff like that for yeah. fun um, and like made like, you know, a band in class and stuff and yeah. um, ended up like 
covering like Birds of Tokyo song for yeah, like nice. one of the grad things and all that. And um, I actually went on a thing called Creative Generation where uh, it was like televised on Channel 10. Oh. Um, yeah, in grade so 12. You're like a celebrity already. I didn't even know. <laughs> and, uh, and I was one of the 25 featured vocalists that were selected from across the state to perform as a featured vocalist. Cool. So um, what came out of that um, experience? What came out of that was literally a the birthing of me wanting to be a performer. Okay. So yeah. I'd, I'd gone from being like, I actually don't really know. I was really good at accounting. I was really good at like graphics and biology. I love plants. Okay. You're a like, nerd. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a nerd. <laughs> but um, like, and I was really good at those things, but mm. I could not for the life of me be stuck in an office punching numbers for the sake of a I shiny paycheck. Yeah. Um, like I couldn't be an accountant. Like mm. I respect them so much for what they do. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and deep down I was just like I was an artist waiting to discover that because um, mm. nothing satisfies me the same. Mm. And when I was performing there and there was like just cameras flying past, there's dancers, there's orchestra behind me, 700, no 700 people in the mass choir. Um, 2,500 people in the audience up, up around me in the Brisbane, like, convention centre. And I was just, ah. like, it was so electric. I got to yeah. work with a couple of guys from 10 Tenors and stuff like that like, during the training for it. And yeah. Renee Suddy, like, she's she's performed BVs for heaps of important people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, you know, working shoulder to shoulder with these, like, um, people that are industry professionals yeah um and just seeing what it's like i'm like oh imagine this if this was my life yeah talk if, about your if i could do that boost. like yeah. so it went from me being like sort of yeah really scared nervous like i can't be anything in front of anyone kind of thing mm. or i'll get shut down for it and then to experiencing that and obviously when you go back to like the small town where I was from um and go back to the school like because this was still while I was in grade 12 they're like oh my gosh you're on tv like it became being from like the underdog like the one that was kicked in the dirt to being like oh my gosh you're better than all of us sort of thing without actually admitting that so it was amazing within two years and like I was just like oh like I love this and so despite like the teachers being like, you have to go and do accounting, you have to go and do this, you're really good at it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nah, I'm going to go to uni. Nah. So I was the first like um, Tonchek male like out of my whole line, like heritage or whatever yeah. that I know of that um, that actually finished high school, let alone oh. went on to do uni. Wow, yeah. And cool. I kind of was like, I'm going to go study music. And I was like, <laughs> you're a madman. And I managed to get in and I worked like crazy to try and, get that degree because I was just I was so like the fire the passion from doing that was so great yesterday's kisses have lost all their heat little sweet nothings are no longer sweet it would seem since then I've just been constantly working on myself and trying to um, become that that full-time artist <laughs> I can see how as much as it's horrible I was bullied in school as well especially primary school yeah and it is so challenging like because you go from this protected well hopefully protected safe home into this school environment yeah where kids are mean and 
they don't know what they're doing like because kids are just copying what's around them yeah to to survive through that and then find something that you connected to and loved and then to go on and become amazing and everyone think you're awesome mm. you know because you're doing something that they haven't been able to do it's so weird that there's like this this unsaid social hierarchy yeah. and somehow like I mean as an artist you usually I don't know I think you're usually a little bit different and you end up like going from like being on the dirt bottom to like <laughs> rocketing up there yeah, it's, I think it's the um, I'll prove you wrong attitude. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll maybe. show you who I That's am. probably Don't tell it. Me I'm gives you the drive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's anger. Um, a lot of my songs are around emotional intelligence. Yeah, right. And I always thought anger was a really bad thing because it's, you know, violent and it's dangerous. And But then I kind of, the more I learned about emotions, it's like anger is where drive comes from and passion mm. comes from. How do you challenge, like how do you yeah. channel it? Yeah, and it's by, about channeling it rather like in a, in a loving way. Yeah. And a, a loving way would be to, if you want to prove someone wrong, do it in a loving way and prove them wrong. You know, yeah. you've got every right to do that um, versus I'll prove you wrong and put a bullet in their head. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> the like yeah. polar opposite of that. But anger, yeah, it's like channeling it in a light or a dark space and yeah. instead of just suppressing it completely because mm. I was really angry as a kid but I was also suppressed it and... Um, I think that, yeah, like suppressing emotion is never good. It doesn't matter no. which one it is. 100%. So it's interesting to hear that you, you went from being not feeling accepted and feeling really bullied and kicked down and um, do you know what it was that like you think that uh, that happened? Or? I'm quite like socially awkward, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've tried to work on it. But um, I don't know. And so I never really like... As I said, I never understood, like, the social hierarchy thing. Yeah. And so originally, but like, before grade seven, I was actually homeschooled. Um, and so being, I guess, that late to the game, yeah. when you rock up grade seven and it's just like you don't understand that there is such thing as cool kids and not cool kids. Yeah. And then so I was just kind of like, hey, guys, let's make friends with everyone. Yeah. Like, I don't see anything, anything different in anyone here. Like, I, yeah. I'll just treat you all the same. Like you're potentially all my new best friend, like yeah. kind of thing. And I was just <laughs> like, really um, excited. you can't talk to them. That's that Aww. you're so disgusting for talking to them. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. You're disgusting for like being that mean. Yeah. That's so cruel. Like we're not built. It's not built into us. Like you said, you didn't have that experience. And then we go to school and we're all completely mm. clueless. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I don't get it. I think it's absolutely horrific. But it doesn't just happen in schools. It happens. It's it's everywhere in, in adulthood, and like the yeah. kids take it to school because they get it from their parents. Like yeah. we're all responsible. Um, but I agree. Like there's this level of equality. I went to a Katy Perry concert once, and someone was screaming something at her, and she was like, "Hey, I bleed as well, you know." And it was <laughs> kind of like that reality check. It's like the queen still goes to the toilet. You know, we're all <laughs> yeah. we are all human beings and of one race. Yeah, and things that like we use to put each other up or down, whether it's the colour of our skin or our culture or our financial status. Yeah, or even it's where like, we are emotionally at a time. Or like, even that. It's like all of that stuff can yeah. change in a moment. As Literally. we've seen with coronavirus, people losing their jobs, businesses crumbling, with the fires, people losing everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like this humanity yeah. is being really questioned. 
so hopefully it'll change something. Like I, I mean, it's such a big thing. If I could, if I even had the slightest idea on how to change that culture in schools, oh my god, <laughs> be a superpower. I would be like, I mean, and that's my life's goal is to change that. But. I think if you were to look all the way back to, like. Cain and Abel, like that's that's <laughs> yeah. where it all started. So it's like if you can break the cycle now. Yeah, and that's it. So we talked about when you started songwriting. You did the TV show. What was the outcome from that TV show? Like, um, what did you you said make top twenty five? Yeah, so well, I made the top twenty five like as a featured vocalist, mm-hmm. um, and I guess like for me, I mean it was just like we did like sort of four live shows and one of those was televised sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it was only shown at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon, but like sort of thing, like one time across the country sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like it was a full series of a thing that really built me as a, you know, as it an wasn't artist. Like the boys sort of thing. Or, no, no, but um, or established a huge fan base for me. But yeah. it was an experience that as someone, the perfect time in my life trying to discover what I wanted to do, yeah. um, it was something that was – ridiculously impactful for me it was literally like i don't think it made me want to become an artist so to speak like from being oh i don't care i'll just be anything yeah like sure let's take that yeah it was like it was like like i was way like it was deep down it was inside me i just needed that to crack the shell and be like boom there it is that's what i need Uh, like those words isn't it and i think you're really blessed to have had that at such a young age mm, because people go through their entire lives not knowing who they're figure it out yeah what they want to do And like you said, that that one girl saying, oh, you can sing or that person like and being encouraged on the TV show, it doesn't take a lot. Like those those same words could have been negative and push you down and then those words can lift you up. And so like that's really cool. And that's one of the things I like about songwriting is that it's words and words can be really powerful if if they're used in the right way. Mm. Um, So do you have a goal or a mission of what you would like to achieve with your music? Like the listeners, if, if you, they could hear or feel something when they're listening to music, what do you want them to know? Uh, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> I think in the end of the day, like I, I always I think about it and I'm like I could be either I'm like super angry and then I listen to a song and I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Or like I could be really sad, like really heartbroken. You listen to a song that like just breaks you even harder and yeah. you're like, but now I feel better. Like I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, imagine if me going through something, whether it be ups or downs, Mm. um, can like, I mean, one of the songs I've been trying to write and I literally tried to rewrite it like 10 times Mm. was just trying to say like, um, I like at at that stage in your life where you're like, I don't know what I want to be sort of thing. Mm. Um, but it's fine. I'll figure it out. Mm. Just take the pressure off me for now. When I, when I get it, I'll work really hard for it and I'll work it out. But just take the pressure off right now. Like sometimes yeah. it's just like, sure, that might be super niche. Mm. Like not everyone's going to be like, oh, I relate to that. But at the same time, the ones that will will mm. be like, oh, thank goodness I'm not weird. I'm not the like, only one that feels like I'm under <laughs> You know what pressure. I mean? So I'm like uh, not to be, I don't, I don't know, but like I feel like it's hopefully it comforts someone yeah. when they hear that. Absolutely. That's almost exactly how I feel about my music. It's yeah. like something that people don't necessarily talk about or it can be shameful or hard to talk about, mm. but you can still share it through a story or through a song. And there, there's a lot of people under pressure. I think that there's like, 
a fear of feeling like you can't handle it, you know? Yeah. Like if I, and that's, if you can't handle something, it means you're weak or. This is bigger than me. It's going to destroy me sort of thing. It's yeah. Like, nah. We look around everyone else looks like they're coping fine because yeah. people put know nice put photos up on social media <laughs> and everyone's always happy. Everyone's always smiling in photos. So it gives us this false sense of um, everyone else is doing all right. What's wrong with me? Because I'm yeah. not coping. There, this pressure is too much. So I think that's a great message to put through a song. Yeah. And like, and you can. Isn't that great? That's what I love about art is that you can. Literally. So um, you talked about as well with your songwriting, you do lyrics normally first. Is that always the case or? No, I'm not going to say it's always the case, but I try to make that the thing. So if I have something I want to say, mm-hmm. you know, or like a really cool tagline that comes into my head, I'm like, oh, that's really clever. Mm-hmm. Like what does this mean to me sort of thing? I'll try and be like, don't let any melodies come to me just yet. Mm-hmm. Let me just like pen it down on paper, write that down firstly, maybe draw up like a quick little three boxes sort of thing, like the, the Pat Patterson sort of method of of putting out a song and like making sure that it, it, it tells the, the entire story yeah. effectively um, and actually sort of getting, getting what I need it to say out mm-hmm. as rough as that is because, mm-hmm. um, as I say, you can always edit bad lyrics you can't edit no lyrics yeah yeah that's, that's so a great one i like that get quote. what i get what i need to say out and yeah. make it as cliche as you want mm-hmm. do all the terrible stuff right really boring language mm-hmm. straightforward like three letter word kind of things yeah and you're like Ugh, this is disgusting i would never release this as a song yeah but then you can go through and say how can i creatively say this or how can i say this better how can i make this a visual you know, so yeah. it's more it's more relatable. People can connect to it, or they can see and then hear, see and then feel, sort of thing. Um, and you kind of make it a better song from there. Yeah, that's great advice. I love yeah. that. <laughs> and um, I wanted to ask you about: Have you done many workshops or co-writing or anything that you would recommend that you really enjoyed? All stuff that you've done that you would say don't do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have. I have. I uh, well, I mean, I have a music degree. Yep. Um, which I learned like songwriting and how to make chord charts and all this other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also gone on to do like another summer school with Pat Patterson, who I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, and he's taught That's like, really cool. yeah, like um, Gillian Welch and like John Mayer and, you know, a couple of Grammy winners. So it's yeah. kind of like, I can trust this guy, you yeah. know, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Um, and he's brilliant. Like he's such an artist himself and just the way he'll even just make simple explanations to you and you're like whoa yeah like um so when i did a seven-day course with him like after the first day my head was just so full of stuff and i was so driven i was like Mm. oh my gosh like it almost hurts how much knowledge has been just dumped on me right now but i'm so excited to write i can see even you talking about it like the sparkle in your eyes (laughs) and your smile like you can see how excited you get about yeah. the art of it and learning and creating. It's oh, like the whole concept of creating, making something out of nothing is insane. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. And so you'll listen to say like when you do get a song written down, you put all the effort in, like you get a melody you love, like you might record like a really rough demo mm. and you might be like, oh, it's not a very good recording. But mm. you're like, whoa, 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 stop. You take a step back and you say, this was, this was from nothing. Mm. And it's like, Look what you've created. I've, 
I did this. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> like, it's really cool. So sometimes you got to not be so hard on yourself about it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, have a plan of like how you'll get um, your entire song out. Mm-hmm. Remember to keep it like toward, they always say, look towards the North Star, basically. Like at every idea you put down on paper, mm-hmm. does it support the main theme of the song? Yeah. Or is, are you just writing stuff to write stuff? Yeah. Don't bother. Yeah. Just scratch that. Like, I mean, people can write a whole movie. You've only got three minutes per se yeah. to, um, to get your whole story into. You don't need to be adding rubbish. Yeah. Um, no fillers in songs. There's no exactly. Conflict. It's even getting shorter now. I think the average song being released on Spotify is now two, really? two minutes and 45 seconds or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Which is crazy. And they, their prediction is they're only going to get shorter because our attention span is getting shorter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I get that. Except for podcasts. Except the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like hours long, some of them. Podcasts um, are great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can do a ton yourself because you've done your music degree. Mm. But who are you working with at the moment to try and, like, get a song ready for release or? Oh, um, well, I guess, yeah, I have actually sort of been co-writing. And especially um, I've been working uh, with a group, uh, the Artist Studio down in uh, Sydney and just over Zoom chat. Yeah. Um, been working every Monday with uh, Robbie Disa. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, got, Robbie Disa? he's got crazy good credentials. Yeah. I, I can't speak highly enough okay. of him. Um, he He's worked with heaps of people like Veronica's and um, produced stuff with like Mitch James and everything. And, yeah. um, and sometimes like I'd show him an idea and he's like, oh, I, um, I remember doing like uh, oh, I'm, <laughs> one of the ideas. I was like, I imagine kind of like. Um, a Sasha Sloan sort of vibe. Do you know? Do you know Sasha Sloan? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I just hung out with her in, in LA last year. She's actually really cool. And I was like, yeah, oh nice. my gosh, <laughs> who is this guy? Like, that's so cool. Like, I listen, yeah. I listen to some of her stuff on Spotify. I'm like, yeah, she's like, she just throws her feelings into the into the songs, and I really appreciate that. I'm yeah. like, yes, I love that. Be raw. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just kind of like this guy's like literally hung out with this person in person like and so yeah. that's really cool so we're gonna ex- should expect some stuff from you fingers crossed yeah yeah so um, i'm just sort of like really trying to set myself up well get a whole catalog of of songs down mm-hmm. um just demos for now sort of thing mm-hmm. get like maybe i don't know 16 songs even yeah like you know too many for an album but the whole yeah. point the whole the point best. is that i would have a catalog of songs that I can look at, I can refine, I can basically pick the absolute best ones mm. to put myself forward and say, here's what I love to perform, here's what I love, here's what I want to say um, and launch from there. Because, I mean, I, yeah. did, I did an EP um, when I was leaving uni. Yeah. But I can't help but feel, um, I mean, obviously I've, I've grown on from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a few years. But um, I can't help but feel that I sort of, was learning a lot and you can kind of tell it doesn't really have a defined sound mm. overall. It's almost four completely separate songs. <laughs> it's where you were at the moment, at the time. Yeah. And an EP usually you're allowed to break the rules that they can be different. because you're, suppose, you're, yeah. You're showing what you could do in and maybe often with EPs I've noticed that they're different enough that actually if one song does really well, then, you know, that's what the record label would take and say, we're going to make yeah. you sound like this. So um, 
I think it's still good to have it there and showcase like that's where you were at at that point in your life. Yeah. And now you've grown and yeah, you're doing more sure. stuff and developing your sound, so that's really cool. And hopefully Lock Away Our Love, a song that we're doing together, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what we can do Heck with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's exciting and I really appreciate you sharing because it's like I think you have a powerful story and the fact that we're not alone in the world is yeah. what art, I believe, is for. And I, I kind of got angry at all the COVID artists are so inessential, you know, and like... Yeah. <laughs> we may not need art to survive, but it is what makes it's life worth living. It's the international language it that, is. like, connects everyone. If you can see through that and get past the cheesiness of it, it's mm. the truth. Yeah, it is. Like, um, and I, I, I love... Like, I used to be really emotionally shut down because of all the trauma and stuff I went through. And art intuitively got me through it but I didn't realize that yeah and so I was really close-minded to you know yeah. yeah it's I was really harsh and I was really kind of black and white and then the more I realized how much my music had actually like saved me at those darkest moments I could pick up a guitar or sit down at the piano and I could write something right. and let that evil that was, that was inside of me out. <laughs> it was my therapy when I couldn't talk to anyone and I didn't have anything else to do, I could go to my music and I could create mm. something and that was my therapy. And then and hopefully it, people that are, like, aren't as musically talented that maybe go through the same thing when they listen to it, yeah, that can be their therapy instead of I having think to play so. it. I think for me that's what happened yeah. when I started sharing it. I was like, do you know what? My music helped me essentially not kill myself. That's mm. how bad it got for me. But I know that that's what lifted me up and helped me have hope and strength to keep going. Yeah. And so last year when I was in Nashville and I was sh- like working with other artists and seeing how people work together, I was like, if my songs could just tell one person that they're not alone in what they're yeah. feeling and what they're going through, it's done so maybe much. it can give them hope and be stronger and be encouraged to just keep going. Yeah. Because things always get better. Always. Yeah. And that's... The night doesn't last forever. No. And, the, you know, once, someone actually told me once um, the best way to... If you're going through a valley, the best thing to do is to keep going. Don't stop it. Yeah. Or if, you, if you're going through hell, don't stop don't and have stop. a picnic. Just keep going and yeah. get out of there. <laughs> I do want to ask one last piece of advice that you would give to someone else who may be um, wanting to share their art or getting into singing and they, they maybe connect with a song just like you did. Mm-hmm. What sort of advice would you give them as to how they should move forward first. I mean, if it's at, they, if, it, if it is at the very start of mm-hmm. everything and they're just like, I connect to a song and they're like, they're like I want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, if for, for a little bit of encouragement, I used to be so bad at guitar that I have to use my, like, I mean, firstly, I'm left-handed, so I pick up the guitar and it was upside down. Okay. Um, I know they can make left-handed guitars, but my mum, who's also left-handed, who sort of dabbled on guitar and stuff, who, who owned one, Yeah. Um, she came and grabbed it and turned it around. She said, trust me, learn it this way. Oh, <laughs> and, really? Okay. And I was so bad at it <laughs> that I had to use, like, so then my right hand yeah. to, to literally push my fingers individually onto the frets yeah. um, to be able to play like a simple chord. Okay. And then just strum was like strum, strum, strum. I mm-hmm. had no rhythm on it whatsoever. <laughs> Even though I could sort of feel rhythm, yeah. then actually doing it's different. Yeah, especially if you So don't. I was that bad but yeah. my determination was that good. And I was like I would just sit there until my fingers basically callous up 
trying to like and and got like the coordination. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, to um to be able to play chords. Okay. Um, and so I think the best thing I could tell you is keep at it, do it daily. Mm. Like as they say, like there's a um, there's a a book called The Slight Edge. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like I'm super paraphrasing this, but right. <laughs> what I, what I got out of this because yeah. I don't want to like butcher it. Yeah. <laughs> but what I got out of this, which really helped me, was one percent of effort is better than is better than none percent yes. is better than none so yeah. so like looking at it and being like oh well if i can't master it i won't even bother mm. you know you're not going to get anywhere you're yeah. literally just going to stay the same mm-hmm. if you put a little bit of effort in each day every single day even if it's five minutes if it's 10 if it's an hour you put a little bit of effort in you're going to get better yeah. eventually you're going to grow then then someone that says i can't do that and, and essentially don't, don't if, if you're saying that you were left-handed and you learned to play the guitar a right-handed guitar. Yeah. And you were really unco, but you were so driven. Like really the, re- the reality is you can do whatever you want. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You, if you really want it, you can do it. doesn't matter. Your determination what your has is. to drive you. Yeah. And, um, and I just, just be encouraged by that. Like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're, you're really good on guitar. I would have no Thanks. idea that you were left-handed or that you struggled because yeah. I struggle. <laughs> and um, yeah, but that's um, that's really encouraging. Yeah, brilliant. And um, and yeah, always be teachable. Yes, always. Definitely. Don't ever think that you've got it down. No one ever does. Like mm. here's here's actually one of the best things ever. All right, go on. <laughs> is is your perspective? And there's there's like this thing where you can take it two ways. And the phrase is, you'll never reach perfection. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'll never, I'll never reach perfection. I'll never be good enough. I'll never blah, 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 whatever. You could think of it that way. Or you're like, I'll never reach perfection. That's amazing. Mm. That means I can only keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah, because once you're perfect, you, then what do you do? Yeah. yeah. I can only keep getting better. Let that drive you. Yeah. There is no limit. There yeah. is no sky like, that perfect. you're going to hit. There is no ceiling you're going to hit, sorry. Like... You can only keep getting better. Yeah. So keep at it. Love it. Yeah. Don't let your ego get in the way of That's it. having fun and doing what you love. Literally. Cool. Thank you so much, Kent. Thanks for having me. Um, for being a part of one of my first podcasts and sharing such an intimate story about how you got into music and creating art and songwriting. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thanks for joining our songwriters, Tris, today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com.